Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we're looking at why the nativity and specifically three things that we can learn from Mary's life, the mother of Jesus. And we started talking about yesterday about Mary, uh, just how she was godly and three characteristics of her life of godliness. And the first one was simply submission. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, most of us, I know I don't like that word about uh, submit to somebody, and yet uh, God's a God of order, and uh, Mary submitted to, you know, the angel Gabriel said, hey, you've been chosen to be the mother of God, and even though I know you've been sexually pure with Joseph, and you are engaged and about ready to be married, uh, sorry, you're going to have your first child, and it's not going to be because of you all, it's going to be by the Holy Spirit. And yet, uh, we love that Mary just said, you know what, I am your servant, Lord, and I will do what you've asked me to do. And we kind of closed out yesterday's program just talking about what is it that God's asking you to do in your life that you've not been obedient like Mary was willing to be. And I want to encourage you, maybe if you missed yesterday's program, to go back to our website, hopeisheretoday.org. That's hopeisheretoday.org and listen to that 14 minute program. Or you can go to our YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Hope is Here at YouTube and then my name, Greg Horn, H O R N. It'll come up. And hope you'll subscribe to the YouTube channel. It helps people find us easier there. Or podcast, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on all the platforms. Uh, hope also you'll subscribe to Hope is Here as one of your podcasts. But please check out that 14 minute program yesterday where we looked at. Mary, as she taught us about a godly characteristic, is when we are person of submission to God's desires for our lives. A second thing that we can learn from Mary, the mother of Jesus, is Mary teaches us the surprise of godliness. The surprise of godliness. We looked at submission, but we want to look at the surprise of godliness. Uh, you know, the adventure of walking with Jesus, friends, I'm sure if you've been following Jesus for several years like I have, I mean, it's the greatest adventure you'll ever have on this earth. Uh, I mean, nothing but heaven will be better. Yes, heaven will be better, no doubt. But this side of heaven, just we get a glimpse sometimes of God and what he wants to do and uh, to know that we're related to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that the very creator of the universe, the very one that gave us breath, that we can have a direct relationship with God if we have a personal relationship with Jesus. I want to remind you again, for those of you that call yourselves Christians, you're a follower of Jesus, that this is not just about a religion, friends. It's about a relationship. Not a re- just religion. It's about a relationship, a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ, a personal relationship with Jesus. And I hope as we get to celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this Christmas season that you're like, you know what, I'm going to be more intentional. I'm going to be focused about having a personal relationship with Jesus each day during this Christmas season. And just, friends, if you're not careful, and I know even myself with my to-do list, things in my life between Hope is Here Ministries and being pastor at Gardenside Christian Church and family and friends and obligations, uh, 
my quiet times in the morning have been shorter than normal. And I've had to be intentional about being really focused and also just taking time throughout the day. I have that pause app on uh, the free app by John Eldridge, the pause app. And at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., when that little reminder comes up to kind of refocus my mind and heart on Jesus and where he's working in my morning, in my afternoon, um, I need that reminder. And maybe that's something you want to consider doing, too, is getting the pause app by John Eldridge. It's free and you can get those times set whenever you want to be reminded to focus your eyes on Jesus. And also has a, a one minute, I think three minute and five minute kind of pause prayer that he does with some very soothing background music. And occasionally I'm in a place where I can listen to that. Not often, but I do. And uh, it's great just to close my eyes and hear that prayer and pray that alongside John Eldridge and the very relaxing music because we have to be intentional if we're going to submit to God and be prepared for those surprises. And I mean, we all like surprises, don't we? Most of the time, especially, you know, good surprises, not when it's a bad one, like, uh, surprise, I'm out of gas. <laughs> That's not a good one. But man, we love the good surprises, like maybe your job, it's been a tough year financially, but then all of a sudden you get an unexpected Christmas bonus check. Or maybe you get a surprise phone call or a visit from one of your children or your grandchild uh, FaceTimes you or uh, sends you a text, you know. Uh, that's really, really a nice surprise. Or you go to get your mail instead of junk mail and bills. It's a handwritten card or a Christmas card from somebody that you haven't heard from in a long time. They've written a nice handwritten personal note inside it. And, you know, one of the things that is just so exciting is just, you don't know when God will show up. And maybe you get an unexpected Christmas gift from somebody, a gift card or something that you weren't expecting. And I also want to encourage you to be a blessing to others and, and show, uh, be, be that surprise, be the hands and feet of God through you know your relationship with Jesus to surprise somebody else. And I, I know that is a, uh, you know, Mary was obviously surprised, though, when the angel showed up. It tells us in Luke chapter 1, verse 29. But when Mary saw the angel, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. And you can imagine, understand that. Uh, you know, that's a surprise. I wonder, wow, an angel speaking to me. On the other hand, with the news that he had, it's like, surprise, wow. But I love it goes on to say in verse 1, or I'm sorry, in chapter 2, verses 18 and 19 in Luke, it says, And all those th who heard it marveled at those things which were told by them, the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And, you know, the, sometimes we just get to know things on a need-to-know basis. You know, God gives us some surprise news and a situation in our life, and, uh, we want more information about, well, what's the future look like in this situation, God? And sometimes in his graciousness, he, he gives us that information. But sometimes it's just on a need-to-know basis. And, you know, that's kind of the way it was with Mary. Mary's whole relationship with Jesus was a surprise with when Gabriel made that starting startling announcement to Mary that uh, concerning the birth of Jesus. Jesus um, you know, she was surprised by the way that happened. And yet... When the shepherds told Mary and Joseph what the angel had said about Jesus at his birth, she once again kind of became quiet, and she kept all those things and pondered them in her heart. And, you know, Mary collected all these truths. She deposited them within the deep recesses of her heart, 
and she didn't discuss them with others. She just thought them through herself. And you know, I want to ask you today, have you ever had a moment when the, when the Almighty God uh, speaks to you or something happens that you just can't explain? It causes you to pause and ponder what God has said. Like Mary, we often find ourselves surprised in our walk with God. And like Mary, we do not have a blueprint for our lives or for those of our children or grandchildren. But when we submit to the Lord by faith, we discover He always is there for us. He hears our prayers and He meets our needs. So I want to encourage you today. Uh, is there something in your life, baby, you need to ponder? Um, just do what Psalm 46.10 asks us to do, to be still and know that He's God. And during this busy Christmas season, we have to be intentional about it. I believe we talked about that some yesterday, uh, about being intentional and focusing on Jesus. But just like Mary pondered all the things that were going on around her and in her mind, and uh, she pondered those things in her heart. Sometimes we just need to ponder on things, especially during this Christmas season. And uh, I really encourage you to take some time to do that today. The third thing that we can learn uh, about through Mary, uh, characteristics, we've learned about uh, submission. We've learned about sub surprises, how God just shows up sometimes. Uh, but Mary also teaches us about the suffering of godliness. The suffering of godliness. You know, Mary teaches us and that, you know, sometimes about the joy and gladness of Christmas. And we remember that we need to remember that Christmas is only meaningful in the light of fact that this is the beginning and not the end. Christmas by itself, it's an absolute beautiful story and nothing more. But when you put Christmas together with Easter, when you realize that the cradle and the grave have a straight line between them, then Christmas becomes more profound and more meaningful, doesn't it? We'll say it again. When you realize the cradle and the grave have a straight line between them, then Christmas becomes much more profound and more meaningful in our lives. I talked a little bit about that on Monday, about Mary as the mother of Jesus, experienced just the joy of the cradle and him being born, even though it was in a lowly manger. We know when something is special and just an unbelievable gift like a precious child, you're not all caught up about where they're born, if the baby's healthy. Uh, later on, you may be, but at that moment, you're just love the surprise and the joy of having a precious newborn and you're not worried about those things but to go on and know that mary had to face the grave with the horrific death of jesus on a cross my goodness she knows about suffering from that grave and we have to be reminded of that and you know the fact of the matter is this christmas season's friends that you know there's no reason for the cradle if there isn't a cross. Say it again. There's no reason for the cradle if there isn't a cross. I mean, it's great. We love the warm, fuzzy story about Jesus being born to us, okay? But the fact of the matter is, friends, that we have got to realize that, you know, Jesus was born to die. And that's not fun to hear. And I don't even like saying it, but it's true. And when I was reading that in Why the Nativity in the outstanding little book by Dr. David Jeremiah, when he said that, it really just kind of pricked my spirit that Jesus was born to die. 
And I want to remind you of that, and I need to be reminded of it, that, you know, who am I taking to heaven with me? Because we're all going to die. You've heard the old joke, there's two things for, for certain in life, right? Death and taxes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I'm thankful as followers of Jesus, the death's not the end for us. But maybe you've not uh, crossed the line of faith. You know, you show up on church on Sunday morning, you even throw in a little money in the plate occasionally, and Christmas Eve service, you even throw in a bigger chunk of change. And yet, friends, that's not why Jesus came. He came for your heart, for your life, and wants you to surrender your one and only life to him. And I want to encourage you today, if you've never done that, that you take that seriously. Don't get caught up just in the warm, the aura of Christmas and all the joy and the just love and excitement it brings. And we should have it on the birth of Jesus, but make no mistake about it. The cross had to happen. And in fact, tomorrow we're going to look at seven distinct statements from the cross that Jesus made in his dying hour before he gave his spirit up to the Father. And uh, we'll be looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if you join us tomorrow, uh, uh, I know you're going to be blessed. You're going to be encouraged. In fact, you're going to be a little bit challenged. But I'm so thankful in this Christmas season through Mary, and we'll look at Joseph's life next week, that God just took two normal people like Mary and Joseph, two teenagers, two kids that did not come from the rich and famous and powerful people back in that time. Just two normal kids. In fact, some Dr. David Jeremiah in his book, Wild and Tibby, calls them peasants, okay? But that's how God wanted. He wanted us to know that he's not of this world and that he sent his one only son, Jesus, to come in the most humbling of all circumstances, being born in a manger. So be encouraged by that. If you've been blessed by these programs, I hope you'll share them with somebody else today. And uh, if you've been blessed by Hope is Here Ministry, I hope you'll consider making a year-end uh, financial donation. You can go to our website for more information, for checks, the mail, or for online giving. Just go to hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. If you have been blessed by Hope Is Here, would you consider making a donation to help this ministry continue to reach thousands in Central Kentucky every day? It's simple and safe. Go to our website at hopeishere.today where you can make a safe and secure online donation or you can find our address to mail a check. All donations are tax deductible and they are greatly appreciated. Please make your donation today at hopeishere.today. Again, that's hopeishere.today. Dot today.